Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Just like that, the second hour is here. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. Getting closer to the Chuttons, Hutton. I like saying that. Or is it Chuttons, Hutton. Chuttons, Hutton. Yeah, the Chutton Award. We're getting closer to the Chuttons, Hutton. Yeah, we've got that coming up in hour number three. So we're about uh, an hour and 15 minutes away from the start. We've got uh, Haley Karania as our master of ceremonies, our host. Yes. That's coming up. It's Someone's got to keep us in order. We uh, also have Danny Cannell joining us in an hour. We'll preview the college football playoff championship game. And we kick off right now, hour number two. Chad, we like to live vicariously through those that we have no chance of um, reaching in terms of their status here, status. And we, we love doing this earlier during the Major League Baseball playoffs, who he is now fresh off the $75 million win. Mattress Mac. Jim McInville joins us, Gallery Furniture, down in Texas. And he's now placed uh, a $3 million-plus bet on TCU to beat Georgia and win the national title with an opportunity to win $9 million-plus. Mattress Mac, welcome back to the show. Thank you for the time. How are you? Jonathan, Chad, doing great. Glad to be on the show. Go Frogs! Uh, yeah, so you're all in. I know McLean is as well at gallerysports.com. I've read the preview uh, and I also have uh, watched you two together where uh, you're, you're tag teaming this and your prediction uh, is the confidence because of where you reside or based on what you've seen on the field. I think it's where I reside uh, primarily, but obviously TCU's had a great year. Uh, not to take anything from Georgia, they've had a better year, but I just thought at plus 400, the money line was way out of whack. Do you feel like you know more about furniture or sports betting? Because you're an expert in both fields. No, I'm not. I'm not an expert in sports betting, but I'm an idiot savant in furniture. (laughs) That's for sure. And uh, sports betting, it just helps to get lucky and have a team you can ride like the Houston Astros. Do you get asked to speak at furniture conventions the way you get asked (laughs) to speak on sports radio shows? Because I feel like, I mean, you've got to be a well-sought-after guest for any number of different avenues. But are you speaking at furniture conventions across the country also? Because you need to be, if not. No, they, they don't like me because I'm kind of a rebel and I do things my own way. So I stay out of furniture conventions. I like to speak to customers out here every day. That's, that's how I get paid. Yeah, he's in the shop right now. Mattress Mac joins us. Um, okay, so how many, how many sports books did you have to visit in order to place this bet this time compared to the World Series? Well, the World Series was such a huge amount. It was about five or six. This time it was just uh, DraftKings. They took a lot. Caesars took a lot. And... Uh, uh, Win Sports took some, so all three of them were good partners, and uh, they took the bet. Obviously, uh, Caesars was a little concerned after they took that $30 million loss at the World <laughs> Series, but they still took a big boy bet, so good for Caesars. So, DraftKings, you're, you're doing this online. Do you know what, what was the cap-out amount for what you could bet online with DraftKings? I didn't reach it. I told them I wanted to bet one5 at plus 370, and they took it all. So good for uh, my friend Johnny Vella over there and people at DraftKings. And then uh, Caesars took about the same amount. And then uh, I bet the top out limit at uh, win was to win 500000 I bet 131000 at plus 370. 
Mac, what did uh, what did Caesars tell you when they had to uh, pay you out thirty million uh, with the big loss? Are they uh, are they eager to take your money again, or is it like, hey, uh, you're you're too good at this. We're we're paying you way too much. No, they took it. They uh, they reported in their conference call that my big bet uh, kind of hurt their earnings. But <laughs> Caesars is a great organization. Caesars is a great organization, and more than anybody else, they're willing to put their big girl and big boy britches on and gamble every day. So I'm a huge advocate of Caesars, as I am for DraftKings, some of the other guys. You got to walk us through this process of you win that much money from somewhere. And most places, you know, you're on the road, you're in a casino, you start winning, and what do they do? They come to you, we're going to upgrade you to a suite. We're going to give you passes to the show. We're going to give you free dinner because they want to keep you there until you lose the money back to them. Do they throw you a celebration? Do they, they give you offer you champagne when you take your winnings from a sports book like that, or are they really angry when you show up to collect? No, they're not angry. They're, they're good about it. But I do have more season reward points than anybody in history. <laughs> I just I don't play casino games. My wife loves to. My daughter loves to. But I don't play casino games. So I got lots of season reward points. And if any of your listeners want to go to Caesars for free, tell them to call me. I can probably hook them up. <laughs> Love this guy. Well, Love it. Mattress Mac joins us. So uh, where will you be in SoFi? I'm assuming you're traveling to watch this game, much like you did the World Series. No, well, the World Series was easy easy because it was Houston uh, and uh, the Philly, Philly fans were a little rough, but they taught me some new words in Philly. But as far as this <laughs> game, I'll be right here at Gallery Furniture watching it on the TV as I continue to sell mattresses and deliver them that night all the way up to kickoff. So I'll be right here in the shop. All right. Hey, so uh, you've got frog fever. That's what McLean says. Um, all in. So tell us, uh, you, you have... You have a new Astros deal to get twice the money back. Is that true for, for what's upcoming right. next? By, by, by uh, Mattress 3000 Plus, the Astros win the World Series in 2023. You get double your money back. That's been uh, very well received. And now this one is much more immediate. The, if TCU wins, you get double your money back. So lots of uh, people buying mattresses this week to uh, pull on the TCU Horn Frogs in a admittedly a tough game, but I, I think a winnable game against Georgia. Are you surprised that more business owners that can afford to do this, let's be honest, there are those out there that are not doing this model that you've done and, you, and you've, you've crushed it because you've got the win-win going? Yeah, I, it's, it's tricky, though. you gotta, you got to know these people and develop a relationship with these bookmakers because if you burn them two or three times, they get a little gun-shy. So I, I've worked hard, and some of the staff has here as well, to establish good relationship with these people and make it a win-win for them where – even though they might lose a bet, they get plenty of publicity. So uh, I've got great partners in, in Caesars, DraftKings, uh, MGM, all sorts of people that have uh, done these big bets with me. Hey, how are things going with Gallery Sports? We obviously love having John McClain on and enjoy reading uh, his coverage at, at that website. How are things going for you guys with that? I know, obviously, you're a huge part in that endeavor as well. Yeah, it's going good. We, we concentrate on Texas and Louisiana sports, so going very well. U of H basketball is extremely hot right now, so lots of people covering that. And Gallery Sports has made a tremendous uh, leap forward in the number of viewers and this and that over the past uh, three or four months since its inception. So we're thrilled to have John and other great writers writing for us and thrilled to have teams like the Houston Cougars and the Houston Astros we can cover that everybody wants to get more information on and maybe looking at some type of betting site in the future. Mattress Mac joins us. How are you betting the NFL playoffs, Mac? Uh, I'm trying to find the best odds on a futures bet so I can get uh, heavy on a futures team 
uh, after the regular season ends Sunday and then hopefully ride them through the uh, Super Bowl. The best way for me to do a uh, promotion on uh, the Super Bowl is to have a futures bet at six or eight to one versus uh, two to one the week before the game. Yeah, so you've got to wait. You've got to figure out the seeds and the pairings first in home field before you can come up <laughs> yeah, with that. Yeah, and which team I think can make it through the two or three games to get at the Super Bowl. Last year I had Tennessee, mm. and they they lost, and then I uh, – Sorry about that. I bet you don't have them this year. <laughs> no, I don't have them this year, <laughs> but I, I got on Cincinnati – for the last two games, of course, Cincinnati lost Super Bowl, but Cincinnati did me did me very well. And uh, how eager are you for the twelve team playoff to get here? Twelve team playoff? Yeah, for college, college football. Yeah, you know it screws up a lot of these bowl games, but I'm sure it's uh, more revenue for NCAA, hopefully more NIL money for the players. So I think it, they'll they'll have a bumps along the road, but it'll, it'll be exciting, and uh, that way, uh, hopefully, we can have more than more than one Texas team in. Uh, the 12-team playoff. I think this is the first Texas team that's been in the uh, Final Four, so we're excited about the CCU Horn Frogs, and people all across the state are pulling pulling for the Frogs. Go Frogs! Jim, I, I'm curious, um, has anyone been smart enough in the NIL space to approach you yet with one of these collectives in the state of Texas about partnering work- with, with your – you're working with one now? Tell us about it, if so. I'm working with the University of Houston basketball team, and I really have a lot of respect for those people over there. They run a very tight ship, so uh, they've got a separate thing where the NIL money goes into. So I'm working with those guys, and uh, they, they give us uh, some uh, ability to cover the Cougars more intensely on the gallery uh, sports site. So it's been a very good relationship up us with the Cougars players on the NIL, and the team's playing very well. We'll look forward to uh, – Hopefully they get uh, to March Madness and get to the Final Four. The Final Four is held right here at NRG Stadium in Houston in April. If we're able to make it down there for that, we're coming over to Gallery Furniture to see you. Come on over, buy a mattress, and <laughs> hopefully the Cougars are still alive. You can get it free, free, free. That's right. Hey, uh, thank you so much. Just to clarify for us what you have bet and what you stand to win uh, individually on Monday night. Uh, 3.1 million uh, stand to win uh, about 9 million profit. And most of that will go back to the customers because the customers are in here buying these mattresses like hotcakes right now. So we're looking forward to a, uh, a tennis uh, victory by TCU. I'm talking to Tennessee, so I'm yes. befuddled here. <laughs> looking forward to a big victory by the uh, Frogs and then lots of money going back to our customers. And it should be a lot of fun Monday night. It should be an exciting game. That's right. you got to pay the McLean salary as well, which is always very steep. So About half of those uh, that profit will go straight hey, to that John guy has a Nobody knows more about pro football than John. He's just That's amazing. Right. Quite the guy. That's right. Uh, Mattress Mac has been our guest. Uh we're, we're rooting for you here. We, we love uh, seeing this each and every time your, your name pops up with another bet. So keep it up. And uh, yeah, here's to the next 30 million uh, windfall that you're going to, to get. And you've got the, all the, the sports books crying about it. I love it. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Chad. Always great to be on the show. Thank you, Mac. There's Mattress Mac. Jim McInville. Mac is the Gallery man. Furniture, gallerysports.com. Love that dude. And his background and stories. And say, how do, so I've always been fascinated where you walk into a casino and you have no interest in anything, no card games, nothing. Um, and he's just going straight to the sports book. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing all the the uh, rewards points or whatever somebody yeah, has the casino yeah. that he doesn't use any of them. Uh, yeah, it, it, incredible. I, I would kill to have that level, level of energy, by the way, that he has on. I mean, the moment we say goodbye to the man, he is – 
You already hang up, up and he's like, he's like in motion, moving to go sell more mattresses yeah. <laughs> as he hangs up with us. It's incredible. Oh, look at that guy! He's, he's selling them like hotcakes. Knowing he's knowing he's won. Um, and I, I love that he watches the game in his store too. Yeah, and invites people to come down and watch with him. I mean, I, let's go. You I, think McLean's? There? I think that'd be a great outkick trip at some point. Just go mattress and visit Mac. John McClain and sit there and watch one of these games when he's got $3 million on it with Mattress Mac. I also like how he's like, you know, it's based on you know where I reside more than it is what I've seen on the field because he knows he's up against Georgia here. Um, but if TCU answers, Chad, the way they answered against Michigan, this is going to be a great game. This is not some massacre that I think many are expecting based on just going into the playoff. Before you even saw TCU-Michigan, going into the playoff, if you said TCU is going to win in advance... Ohio State or Georgia, you're thinking they're playing for the national title. Based yeah. on what I saw from the Frogs, I'm not saying I, I can't lean into the fact that I think it's a boat race. I, I think this is a very competitive game, and it's due in large part to 15 with Duggan. I hope it is, and I do think that they, because of the way they played this year, yeah, uh, and the way they can run it, it's going to be a lot harder against Georgia. Even with Michigan's good run defense, it's going to be a lot harder against Georgia, but. The way they run it, the way Duggan run, runs it, it's a bit of an X factor, so I think they could stay with them. I just really believe that Georgia saw their big fright in that Ohio they, State yeah. game, and they're past it. Best punch. That's the biggest hurdle. Down 11, six, seven minutes left in the game. To come back and win that, I, I could see TCU pushing them for a while. I just think Georgia's going to win relatively easily in this game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a good game. You like me, I wish this was on the, the East Coast somewhere compared to L.A., between TCU and Georgia? Well, it's, it's – uh, when you get something like this and it's the, the flip-flop of, man, this would be cool to be happening in Atlanta this a year. Atlanta, Indy, like any of these Yeah, I mean, proximity. it's a little bit too much of a home game for Georgia. I get that. But, yeah. yeah, something that's close proximity, you know, if it's in the Cotton Bowl, for instance, to TCU, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a home game or, for TCU. Yeah, or like uh, if USC made the playoff – this would have been insane. Yes. USC, Georgia, right? Yep. Um, and I, I saw Darren Ravel. He, like, put out some fake news report on the fact that TCU didn't sell out uh, their full allotment of tickets where the, the AD came back and said, no, th in fact, I was just – I went down to the ticket office to check on this. We turned people away for people that are headed out to Los Angeles for this game on behalf of TCU. I would think if so, you have any attachment to TCU – You're there. You're going. Have to. You're going. I, I've got a, a buddy who's married to a girl who graduated from TCU. Never heard her talk much about TCU, but they're immediately posting with the airplane, you know, headed to LA buying tickets yeah. to go to. I mean, you got to go. Georgia, now it's funny. Remember, you know, uh, the Alabama that got to the point where it was almost such, so common to go to a national championship <laughs> that they weren't selling as many tickets at times. Yeah. If you're TCU, you're, you're going. Georgia fans have had this booked since last year. Knowing the side, yeah, they're ready to go. They've got they've got a full all the hotels in Inglewood are probably booked up for months from Georgia fans. Coming up, we will dive into the NFL playoffs, and we'll do that by previewing tomorrow's games. There's two of them: Chiefs, Raiders, Titans, Jaguars. We will also peek ahead to some other scenarios. The playoff picture as it sits right now, and Black Monday is around the corner. How many openings are we going to see? across the NFL where head coaches and staffs are out, fired, after Sunday's results. All of that and more next on Outkick 360.
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Oh, thanks to Mattress Mac for joining us. Coming up in 40 minutes. Danny Cannell, preview uh, more of the college football national championship game, the big matchups. And uh, I'll ask Danny, of the two quarterbacks, which guy does he have more faith in to have the game of his life? Because both guys show up. It's hard to, it's hard to bet against either guy, honestly, with what we've seen in the semis and the last but here's, year, full year with Stetson Bennett. Here's the problem. It's going to take Max Duggan's game of his life to win this game. It's not going to take Stetson Bennett's best game ever to beat TCU. That's the difference between these two teams. Max I, Duggan is going to have to have a historic Vince Young Rose Bowl against USC type performance in order to beat Georgia. That's how good this Georgia program has become. I truly believe that. Ohio State had comparable talent to Georgia, and they played really well and had a chance to win it. I think that's as close as anyone's going to get. But, I mean, Stetson Bennett can't be bad. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. got to be good to win the game. He can't go in there and be terrible or anything. But I just think Duggan has to be that great in order for TCU to win. I'm, I'm hoping he is. I just want to see the storyline play out again. And, I mean, I, I, if he is, it still doesn't mean that TCU wins the game. You know, to what, Chad, what you're saying. Like, I, yeah. I'm hopeful that it's just a, another classic. Can we get a, a three-pack, a trio of great games from the college football playoff, including Monday night. Hit us up on social at Outkick360. We hope to subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. You can join Chad in the chat. Um, Chat's on fire today. Oh, good. Good. Chad uh, and the chat, both, both on fire yeah. today. I'm on fire in the chat as we speak. I'm uh, eager to see what the, they have to say about the Chuttons, the, uh, the awards, the big winners and losers. Uh, I think they're going to object. Up. You know, People in the chat, you know what they like to do, Hutton? They like to object. Complain. To things being said. That's cool. That's what they like to do. And I've liked that. People like to get contentious in this chat at times. Sometimes they're in agreement. Most of the time, they hate whatever we're saying. But <laughs> I, I love that part about it. I tell you what people love, Mattress Mac. That's firing uh, up the chat right now with people loving Mattress Mac. And for good reason. Chiefs are 13-3. Uh, and three. They are in Vegas for Week 18. And uh, you've got Kansas City with the opportunity to get the number one overall seed. And the, the NFL has laid out the process for all of this, but we could see KC number one and still have to go to the neutral site for the AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Mahomes, he's what forty touchdowns now for the second time in his career passing. He's gone over five thousand passing yards for the second time in his career. He's only the third quarterback in NFL history to accomplish that twice in a single career. The others are Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, and. He's the MVP right now as they finish things up in Vegas against the Raiders. Uh, meanwhile, Jared Stidham threw for 365 yards and three touchdowns in his first career start against the 49ers, that, a game that ended in overtime. I was very impressed uh, with his performance, uh, that, that's for sure. And Kansas City, I mean, they had a scare last week from Denver. 
Yeah, there's no slam dunk here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like one, okay, Kansas City, tons to play for. Vegas, not as much. Yeah. Jared Stidham in at quarterback. This is going to be a pushover. I, I don't see it that way with this game, with, with Stidham trying to win that job. So I, I think this has potential to be a really good game Saturday afternoon. And then what, what the NFL did by scheduling Jacksonville – where they did is really interesting. You know, the discussion all week has been about limiting the amount of teams impacted by competitive imbalance or giving one team an edge over the other based on what happened Monday night. And I agree. That's how it should be. Right now, there are four teams that will be impacted. Uh, and that's not even the teams playing in this game, Jacksonville and Tennessee. It's either uh, it's Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and potentially Baltimore. And what they've done to Jacksonville is Jacksonville elected to play their starters. Fine. We don't disagree with that. Benched them in the third quarter because they were up 28-3. to That was Sunday in Houston. Now they have to turn around on a short week after playing Sunday. They're hosting the Titans for the AFC South Championship game where the winner is in. We detail there's still a scenario where Jacksonville can get in what they lost. They need a lot of help. But it's very interesting that the NFL elected, because they had the right to move this game and put any matchup they wanted to on Saturday night on ABC. And what they've done is they took a a Titans team that played on Thursday against Dallas with extended rest, and they have Jacksonville coming on short rest back into this game, and a a Titans team that rested the, the most impactful starters, guys like Derrick Henry. I think there is an advantage with that. Oh, I think there's definitely an advantage. And I, I think, you know, we, we've talked about it, but both coaches made the right decision in how they approached the previous week's mm-hmm. game. This is one that for the Titans, with all of the built-in excuses of the guys that are out, starting with their starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, a lot of those excuses are gone because of the week's rest and then the long layoff leading up to this game, right? My point is... This is a depleted roster, and they don't have a great chance. But any chance they have, they have it with Josh Dobbs, and they have it with this roster that's going to get a lot more healthy, right, than it was two weeks ago, three yeah, weeks ago. And, and think about the run that Jacksonville's been on. Uh, they've won six of their last nine games. And in those six wins, they are putting up a lot of points, 27 points, 28 points. Uh, they posted 40 during that stretch run, 31 um, there, there's a couple of others with 36. They scored 19 as well during the stretch, which was a win. That was that Thursday night game in New York where both teams were kind of sleepwalking against the Jets. But this is, they went from a Jags team that slow out of the gates, showing not much potential, sluggish, trying to piece some things together after what was a crazy year with Urban Meyer. And then you had the, the situation where you finally get to Peterson taking the job. And, Chad, they have now turned into a team that I think can win a game in the postseason if they get in. Yeah, and, well, they've turned into a team that they're set up for success to be the next team in the AFC South more than anything else. I look at Jacksonville and think, well, now I think the pressure's kind of on Jacksonville starting not necessarily this game or to win a playoff game, but going into next year, they're the favorite. There's no doubt about it. What's going on in Indy with Houston needing to draft a quarterback right now? Jacksonville's got their quarterback. They've got really young, good pieces on defense that are high first-round draft picks. They're a team that's set up to win this division for the foreseeable future, similar to the way the Titans were the last few years. So that's the good news with with Jacksonville. Every other team in that division 
starting with their opponent in this de facto AFC South championship game, they've got big-time question marks this offseason about how they move forward, whether it be whether a coach is going to come back or not, who's going to be the coach, who's going to be the GM and Indy. We know that's a decision to be made. Quarterback, GM with the Titans too. I mean, there's a lot of question marks everyone else. Yeah, and the, you have a firm grasp now where Lawrence can take his his name and elevate it to the other young quarterbacks in the AFC individually. Yeah, and you start listing all this based on what can happen over the next two or three weeks for that offense, for that team and franchise. And the uh, Titans have taken advantage of instability around them in the division the last few years. Like this year, now they're the team that's unstable. They're one of the three teams they're that's unstable right now. Yeah, yeah. and it's Jacksonville believe it or not, that you look at and say, that's an organization that's got their stuff together right now with Doug Peterson, right? I mean, yeah, you look yeah. at it and think, good young core, good coach. He's an adult. He's the adult in the room for that team, and they're headed in the right direction. You look at I mean, you like the coach in Nashville with the Titans and Mike Vrabel. Derrick Henry, how much longer is he going to be Derrick Henry? But he's a great piece to have. Houston, who knows? Indianapolis is an absolute circus throughout this season. So who knows? It's the Jags division for the, the foreseeable future. Sunday slate in the late afternoon. So the you know, the NFL has everything to be announced, and then they split the games that matter versus the games that don't really for competitive edge there. They want all the games that factor into playoff scenarios for the most part, kicking off at the same time at 425 Eastern every week 18. And Chargers, Broncos, we the, the Chargers with a win are guaranteed to go on the road in the AFC South next week for Wild Card Weekend. And they they also are riding the hot hand with wide receiver play. They're getting uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They've had them back now for a handful of weeks. And over the last four games, they're 4-0 and with that duo back in the lineup and playing healthy. 57 catches, nearly 700 yards. It's not like Justin Herbert's numbers just pop off the page to you, touchdown pass-wise, during, during the stretch. But the efficiency of the offense, when it matters, in the moments, those guys are picking up the pace. And that's why um, I, I've seen the comparison to the Chargers team this year being Cincinnati of last year. Keep in mind, too, a lot of those saying that, a lot of those people, they were also picking the Chargers to be the team out of that division to top the Chiefs and to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't think they're that. Uh, because they can't stop the run. Their defense is not improved in that category. But they do have the young quarterback that can take over a game. Yeah. With the Chargers? Yes. Yeah. It's um, young quarterback, you're saying? Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I was about to say, can't stop the run. Also, I wish they could run the ball better. You know, to be Cincinnati of a year ago had a good running game. Well, Austin Eckler can the run playoffs. the football. Yeah. Austin Eckler's the top leading scorer. He's the leading scorer in the NFL for back-to-back years. Yeah, but their rushing yards per game, I don't think great. But that's a product also of Herbert, <laughs> who's passing well, the ball yeah, well. Well, yeah, they throw it way too much. Yeah. You're right. They, they, that's also because they've been down in some games here. So the, the, the Chargers playing uh, this game uh, on the road in Denver. Denver's defense, man. They have uh, what twelve losses. Nine of those twelve losses have been by seven points or less, and it's not because the offense has been catching up. It's because the defense has been keeping it close. This is a game LA needs. We'll get to that in a moment. 
um, because they, they need to guarantee they're going to the AFC South and not one of the other three teams, in, in which would likely be, uh, well, it would be Cincinnati or Buffalo in this case. Um, Chad? The Chargers, by the way, 30th out of 32 teams running it, uh, 91 yards per game. Houston and Tampa Bay, the only two behind them, um, which surprised me with Austin Eckler and some of his personal stats, but uh, not a good rushing. I, I just I want to believe Herbert is there in terms of in the clutch in the playoffs is going to go off Joe Joe Burrow style in these playoffs. But Hutton, hey, we early in the year I was I was the one saying do it, prove it if you're the Chargers, and they've done that during the stretch to get to the playoffs, and now. Let's see what they can do with it. And a lot of their run... So they would say their screen game is an extension of their run. It's a lot like Kansas City, where you just look at the direct numbers. That's where Eckler factors in. You know, those quick dump-off screens, open space. Uh, they lack the guy that's going to be in the, the, the rhino, right? The, the wrecking ball yeah. guy. And can you pick up the two yards when you need it on a huge fourth down? when you've got to go get those points. Um, Giants-Eagles. So, New York's guaranteed a playoff spot. Philly, we got Jalen Hurts officially listed as questionable for this game. Philly with a loss and a Dallas win. Philadelphia is headed to the wild card weekend and not the first round bye. And Dallas is winning the division. All That's of a sudden, nuts. Because Hurts is... Hertz went out with the injury at 11 and one, back to back losses now uh, for what we've seen was 13 and one. So what we've seen since that injury, and you have uh, Minshew who wasn't awful, but also wasn't winning within this offense. And while we saw Hertz return to practice, he's still listed as questionable for this game. Thought is he's playing. Lamar Jackson, by the way, not playing. The thought is Jalen Hertz is playing in this game, but to be determined. It felt like Philadelphia had clinched the number one seed in the NFC a month ago. Just looking at the standings just, that yeah, time. They could they have. Were, they needed one win. They were close, right? I mean, three weeks ago, they were right there. One win away. And now to think that there's a scenario where they don't win the division and they're playing the first week in the playoffs is absolutely crazy. And it slams shut the door about you know anything with Jalen Hurts and being a, a – yes, you're always a product of your system, obviously. Mm -hmm. As a quarterback, that's going to help you or hurt you. But he's a great quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts is, has come into his own this year. Now that Philly's provided him with the right guys around him, that, that's um, it's going to be a fun team to watch. But they need to be the number one seed. I think a huge disappointment if they end up playing Wild Card Weekend, given the the most of this season for that Eagles team. Sixty-eight sacks for Philadelphia's defense. Hassan Reddick, second leader in the NFL for sacks. I believe he has sixteen right now. They have four players, first time ever we've seen it in the league, four players with double-digit sacks. Uh, they're not, that defense is not getting the credit because we've been talking about the offense all year. They can beat you multiple ways. They need to beat the Giants. Daniel Jones has just earned the right to remain the starter. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option this offseason, and because of that, he's about to get paid. I realize they could tag him. He's about to get paid. Uh, for the job he's done. And don't underestimate his ability to run. 91 rushing yards last week and two touchdowns. The Giants are a live dog in the postseason. Well, because he, of their coaching staff and because of Barkley and Jones. Yeah, he's getting paid either way. If he gets tagged, he's getting paid also. So, I mean, that's 
incredible to think about the success of the Giants throughout this year. And even halfway through the season, we're still thinking, well, you don't really know about Daniel Jones, even with some of this team's success. But it just kept on. And here they are, one of the more amazing recovery jobs, the NFL with Brian Dayball this year, to go from where they were the last couple seasons to playoffs this year is remarkable. Daniel Jones is a big part of it. Did you see the report where Dayball gave Jones like total crap calls for his offense in the offseason just to see how he would respond? Yeah. Just to test him without telling him that this wasn't anything like he, they knew the plays were expected to be blown up or to make him look bad just to see his mannerisms. Remember what Dayball was talking about where guys weren't in condition during training camp? Yeah. And playing early on, and guys weren't. And I, now I look back and I wonder, given the fact that he would intentionally give bad calls to his quarterback to test him, how much of that was just talk? Well, but that was in OTAs and minicamp. The out of shape was after a month when they returned to yeah. camp. Yeah. And they had 20 plus players injured within the first week of those practices. I think that was legit. Yeah. And either the, way, he's done a great job, whether he's faking it when he says that. Or he's doing what he did with Daniel Jones, intentionally hey. giving him bad offensive calls. It's been a great season. And everyone's pointing to Gettleman. And uh, all as a joke, they're pointing to Gettleman and looking at the talent acquisition and then the record that Dayball's been able to do with that talent acquisition. Um, so the Cowboys have the commanders, by the way, in this other uh, divisional matchup where Dallas could end up with the, uh, with the top seed out of the uh, NFC East which would be remarkable considering where Philadelphia was in all this. And then Sunday night football, Packers-Lions. The Packers, they have found their run game. That is why they are in a win-and-in position. 12 takeaways as well on defense in their last four. The Lions, though, fifth in the league in points per game. Their defense is awful, but they're fifth in the league in points per game. They can also get in. They need a win or a tie and a Seahawks loss. That would allow... Detroit to get the final spot instead of Green Bay. Hutton, I, I just I just saw this, so I have to ask you. Shane Beamer getting that bump over a hundred percent raise to six point five. Yeah. Where do you think that ranks him in the SEC? Eighth. Spot on. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Great guess six, by you. Six million. I'm looking at you know the the coach is over nine. Um, yeah. I mean that's not a. It's going to it's going to be a double take when you see the the percentage raise. But he's. It's not like they. It's not like they raised him up against, uh, you know, someone else. Who else is going to get a raise now because Beamer did? Oh, Josh Heupel. Let me give you these numbers. He's about to get a huge raise. Where is he on this? So this is from Chris Lowe of ESPN. Number one is Nick Saban, eleven point seven mm-hmm. million. Number two, Kirby Smart, eleven point two five. Makes perfect sense. Jimbo Fisher's third at nine point five, tied with Brian Kelly, making nine point five million. Yeah. Then it's Lane Kiffin, nine million. Tied with Mark Stoops, nine million a year. Lane Kiffin makes nine mil a year. Yeah, they just gave him a bump. He's which making is seven. Crazy to me. They had to keep him. Billy Napier, seven point four million. Eli Drinkwitz, six point five million. Tied now with Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer got a bump up to where he's now even with Eli Drinkwitz, which is crazy. Hugh Freeze, six point five. Mm. Sam Pittman, six point two. Josh Heupel, five million. So Heupel is. Ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. So they gave the SEC. So they gave him the million dollar bump last year. He was around four, right? Yeah, million yeah, dollar so bump. 
By the way, Clark Lee is 13th at 3.75, and uh, Zach Garnett, the newly promoted quarter, uh, coach at Mississippi State, $3 million. Um, huge raise coming for Josh Heupel. That's my big yeah, takeaway from this list. He's going above nine and beyond. I think that he is going to be even with Kiffin and Stoops at least, would be my guess. He's about to get a $4 million raise. I th- I, but here's the other weird thing about it. He's not getting offered by anybody, right? Unless the NFL comes calling that yeah, we they, don't know about right now. But the, but, way, the way Tennessee has operated is they give him the raise proactive. and then they, active, they, they announce it six months later. Well, Danny White's also very proactive in he's going to reward you for doing great things. Yeah, He's not going to say, we're yeah. just going to give you a raise because it's time to give you a raise. But he'll give you an early raise if you've earned it. I think he's going to get a big bump, even though there's not that we know of teams coming after him. You mentioned Kiffin. You're right. $9 million. Okay, that's because other teams are coming after him. Brian Kelly needed nine point five to leave Notre Dame, where he was getting paid a ton, to go to LSU. We know about Jimbo Fisher. Kirby Smart, that's a merit-based $11.25 million oh, yes. based on what he's done there. Yes. Nick Saban, same thing. Mark Stoops. Florida State may have flirted a while back. I'm sure other teams have talked to him. Nebraska. But that's a merit-based I mean, at Kentucky-type thing for him. Yeah. Josh Heupel's about to get paid. And deserved. Yeah. Deserved. Um, yeah, so Tennessee gave Heupel the bump for Florida week of last year. Yeah. Officially, right? Well, I think that's when it was announced. It may have right. been done well, before the yeah. season. Yeah. Unofficially in July. But it's still just nuts to me to think that <laughs> after two years – Shane Beamer went from seven and six to eight and five. One game difference at the end of the season. But in those eight wins, he beat top 10 Tennessee mm-hmm. and top 10 Clemson, a big rival in Clemson, another big rival in Tennessee. And he has more than a 100% raise on his salary. Josh Heupel goes from seven and six a year ago to 11 and two, an Orange Bowl champion. So what type of percentage raise does he get? I think he's going well above Kiffin. I think he's on that next tier. Do you think that he is in the Brian Kelly? Because if he does it, you're basically he's going to be tied with Jimbo Fisher and Brian Kelly. Yes, and that's where they that's where he should be. I know it's a short, small sample size of only two years, (laughs) but if you ask me right now to give you a power ranking of coaches in the SEC, yeah, he's in that range. I mean, he's right there with Brian Kelly, Lane Kiffin, in the nine to nine and a half million. He's certainly not Saban or smart. Uh, Brian Kelly's had a longer track record because of his time at Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah. But I mean, I'm taking, I'm taking him over Mark Stoops, over Billy Napier, over Shane Beamer, Eli Drinkwitz, Hugh Freeze, Sam Pittman. Go down the list. So maybe you're right. It's just when you see the numbers, it blows your mind. When you think about actually, oh, that's a hundred percent. Increase from four million a year ago to a slight bump to five mil to now possibly nine nine and a half million. It's race season. That's a big escalation. It's race season, or you get paid to fail in college sports as coaching. I do wonder if you know some of the talk from some people about the NFL. If anyone even has a conversation with Josh Heupel about making the jump, uh, potentially. Um, there's a couple of. So how many how many I, jobs I don't think, how I don't many think jobs his, do you think are open on Monday? We know of three right now. Three. Uh, I think Houston's going to be open. Okay. So add that to the list. So four. 
There's going to be an unexpected one. There always is. Slightly unexpected. I'm going to so, say six, just being conservative, six or seven. Yeah, so I think I think the number is going to start at six. Yeah. I think there could be a surprise team out of the playoffs as well. Tampa comes yep. to mind. and That was on our list of uh, one and done, the one and done watch list with Todd Bowles, the way this so season's gone. Tampa comes to mind, and I'll explain why coming up. And also... Um, and I, by the way, the sixth team right now would put Cleveland as the sixth, not Arizona. I'm not so sure Bidwell pays uh, Kingsbury to leave. Notoriously cheap. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think the surprise on Monday could be Cleveland. And I think the surprise, based on Wild Card Weekend and who is available, could be the Chargers with Staley. That would be an interesting one. Now, a Sean month Payton ago, controls a lot if of you this. told me that a month ago, I would say for sure. Because Sean Payton was even putting the reports were out there. He's most interested in the Chargers yep. because of the quarterback. But now you've got this four-game winning streak and, and them going to the playoffs. So, and what do you do who if knows? Payton's also tied with Brady, right? So what do you do if you're Miami, who wanted that a year ago, and Brady's willing to come into a situation where you don't know the future of Tua and his health, you're not certain about quarterback, it's really the same spot as they were a year ago based on how they finished. And Mike McDaniel, believe it or not, I mean, Armando had the column at OutKick. He could potentially be out, as crazy as that sounds, given what ownership wants with Brady and Peyton. Sean Peyton could also be a factor in Tampa. We should also throw that in. If Brady wants to pair himself with Peyton and you want to keep Brady and not necessarily Bowles. I just don't think Sean Peyton's going to go team up with Brady at this point in time. If he's taking a job, because he's going to have his pick. He's going to take the quarterback that's got 10 years left. Uh, he, gets, he gets to take Brady with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in my scenario. Look, there's a big immediate <laughs> return with that. But I just think that Sean Peyton based on those teams that he was kind of listing, breaking yeah. down, he wants to pair with the young Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, one of the young quarterbacks that could be available to coach. Maybe it's uh, Dallas. as another surprise. There's another one. Uh, coming up, some other headlines. We've got um, in about 15 minutes, Danny Cannell will join us, but a judge has upheld a West Virginia female sports law, which is great for all. That's next in Nokia 360. Danny Cannell will join us coming up in a matter of minutes. Outkick 360 rolls on. We also have the Chuttons, which is just around the corner. Chuttons are going to be a big hit on this show. I think it's going to have a life of its own, almost like a movie that goes to DVD and carries on a life of its own. Yep. It's going to have a big afterlife on digital. People are just going to rush to it after the fact when we post it at Outkick. It's going to be fun. Chad, we've discussed uh, in the past, and it's been uh, upheld in West Virginia by a judge, that uh, there is a, a federal judge that upheld a female sports law, which will keep trans athletes from competing um, in sports. There's an 11-year-old that uh, is trying to compete against females as a biological male, and that was upheld that they will not be able to compete um, in female sports in West Virginia. It's amazing to me that in this day and age that something becomes an issue. 
I mean, this is something that was never but, argued for generations. And the vast and majority of with, Americans agree with this. Everyone with a brain and common sense says, yeah. you know, boys and girls are different physically and probably shouldn't compete in sports against each other. We have held this universal belief together for generations that that's the case. And now suddenly that's being called into question. Um, good for common sense prevailing here with the judge in West Virginia. It just blows my mind that this is even an issue. Of course, Hutton, this is one that even – there's no one that really argues it that well. I don't know the right – like, I can't think of anyone that even would argue against what we're saying right now. Well, this is now the 19th state that has upheld the only has argument passed a bill like this over the last several years. The only argument on the other side of this is consistently, well, it doesn't happen enough to matter, so why do you care? No one argues that men and women should compete in sports against each other, right? Well, and it's no one, just, oh, stop making it an issue because it's barely happening. Well, and it affects one person. But it really affects, like, if you, you're the father of two daughters. Yeah, it's not going to, I mean, no. You don't want a guy competing against Evie? Of course not. Yes, a it's, biological male. Again, the fact that it's an issue blows my mind. It's, it's not been an issue ever. And now suddenly it is. I don't get it. SEC fans take issue with Danny Cannell. We don't. He joins us next on Outkick 360 across we love the his Outkick energy. Network.